Hi, back with you again. This is the Things Christians Want to Know podcast, and I'm Nate Johnstone here with Paul Anderson. Hi, good, Paul. good day. Good day, Nate. And we have been talking for a few weeks now about how to overcome a victim mentality, and we're going to focus on the overcoming part today. We've Yay! About, yeah, we're we, finally we, there. We've talked a lot about sort of the the symptoms mm-hmm. and what happens um, when you're when you're in this position. Uh, we've talked about how many people find themselves in this state uh, through no fault of their own, and the 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 question is whether or not we're going to stay there or whether or not we're going to allow God to help us get out. And so let's start looking to the place where we always need to look to God, to the cross, to Jesus um, for help in getting out of, out from under this slavery of a victim mentality. And the, it's, it's such a diet. I hate this so much. Because the devil uses this to keep people being hurt all the time. Because he, first he traumatizes them, right? Or he hurts them or how whatever happens. But then he keeps them in that place. Mm-hmm. Sometimes year after year mm-hmm. by locking people getting locked into this victim mentality. And it's so horrible. It's like it's bad enough that the devil did this horrible thing to you. Or the person chose to do it or whatever happened in your specific situation. But now to have to live in that hell of never moving forward and hopelessness and all this. It just, it really makes me mad. Yes. And so I want to, I want to dismantle this thing. And I want to pray at the beginning. Usually we pray at the end, Mm -hmm. but I want to pray right now because this is an important message that we're bringing of how to overcome. And I pray father that people who are listening will be able to grasp it. will be able to work it out, walk it out, and find themselves in a new place, especially those that through the circumstances of life have adopted a victim mentality and have come to see that that's not where they want to live. I pray that you would use our session today to bring them to a new place of freedom. Bring deliverance, O Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. So, Nate, you already said it, but the place where we begin is at the cross, Mm -hmm. the cross of Jesus. No one was a victim like Jesus. No one ever Mm -hmm. was a victim like Jesus was a victim. And yet, notice how he he, uh, addresses things from the cross. He starts out by forgiving his assailants. (laughs) Victims don't forgive it's hard for when we're victimized it's hard for us to forgive absolutely we feel like we're justified in in taking up an offense and holding on to that offense Mm -hmm. but jesus as the victim was truly the victor and he said father forgive them for they know not what they do and then he does evangelism from the cross Mm -hmm. he takes care of his mother seeing to her needs so he he is truly the victor and as we take up our cross the bible says deny yourself take up your cross and follow him we follow jesus our victor and we can overcome that's i think the the first way we can uh deal with the victim mentality another is 
to exercise faith, not fate, F-A-T-E. Fate, you've heard the song, whatever will be, will be. The future's not ours to see. It's a lie. The future is ours to see. By faith, we walk into the future out of our past, out of our victim mentality. And so we are people of faith, not of fate. We're not dependent upon circumstances. What are we doing under the circumstances? People say, well, under the circumstances, I guess I'm doing okay. What were you doing under them? We don't have to be under them. No, we're supposed to overcome them. That's right. And so we encourage you today as you're listening The Bible says, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. There are some times in this dance that we take the first step. Isn't that interesting? Mm -hmm. That God invites us to do something. It's interesting to me that this distraught father who takes his son, lunges toward Jesus, and says, if you can do something, do it, please. And Jesus comes right back at him, and he says, if you can All things are possible to him who believes. So Jesus does not take from us the invitation and the responsibility to exercise faith. So we are saying to those of you who have been victimized, we understand the trauma that that brought to you. Now we're saying it's time to exercise faith and to believe that God is bringing you to a new place, and you're coming to God, and you're believing for that to happen. And it is a step of faith, especially those first few steps. And a step of faith is, by definition, you something you can't see. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it would be a step of sight. Yes. Oh, I see this. I do it. No, no, no. Your circumstances are such that you can't see hope. You can't see how to get out of it. And so you take a step of faith towards God, and despite the fact that you don't see it, you're going to trust him anyway. Yes. And that is incredibly powerful, especially when you're doing it from a place of weakness and a place of, of pain mm-hmm. and of difficulty. Mm-hmm. To just say, God, despite how I feel right now and what I don't see, I'm going to trust you anyway. That is incredible. That, that is like a giant magnet that just draws the heart of God right towards you. Yes, indeed. God literally cannot resist that. He can't resist it, okay? So, trust me, uh, it's it's worth taking those, those first few steps of faith. Yes. And then another step we take is to embrace our God-given identity, not the one that we embraced out of our trauma, out mm-hmm. of our uh, out of our suffering. That identity will not serve us well. It's the identity of a victim. Now we're going to assume an identity of a victor. Jesus says, we, or Paul wrote, that you are more than conquerors through mm-hmm. Christ who loved us. And that's who we truly are. And so we, we put that on. We take that identity. I'm going to take you back to the movie Lion King. I love that <laughs> movie. He through Uncle Scar, took a faulty self-image. That's right. He was a loser. He was responsible for his father's death. And it was truth that set him back on, mm-hmm. on 
the the trail to to walk into his God appointed. Nobody destiny. wanted him. Nobody wants you. They don't want you back there. You're all on your own. Yes. Which is victims often feel very alone. And they feel that no one else wants them. They don't understand. They don't accept them. And most of the time, that's a lie. Yes. And Rafiki said, where are you going? And he said, I am going back. That's a wonderful thing because victims, they want to go to the past. And he, for, I don't know how long he was there in the jungle, but he... Uh, he, he led an inferior lifestyle, but now he's going back to accept his destiny as the Lion King. It's a great moment mm-hmm. as he's, he's going back. And, and, I, so, and I love that moment because it's his, you know, he's imagining his father talking to him. He says, and then Rafiki says, remember who you are. Yes. Not remember who you could be in the future. Mm-hmm. Remember who you are. So it's your identity now. So we're saying... Yes take up ownership of the identity that you have in Christ right now. Good. We're not saying God's going to love me and accept me for who I will become in the future. No, no, no. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So right now, in the midst of your weakest, most difficult moment, God's coming to you right now. He doesn't love you because of who you'll eventually become. He loves you because of who you are right now. He loves you right where you are. Mm-hmm. And so grab a hold of the identity that you have right now in Christ because God adopted you into his family and he put you in Christ and he put his Holy Spirit in you and he's made you a son or a daughter, an heir in the kingdom of God. These are the things that you are, truly are. And there's many, many more that are in the scriptures. So ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you some of these key identity issues. And I really recommend you write them down, jot them down in your phone and then memorize them. And every day when you see your circumstances leading you to think that your identity is something else, mm-hmm. other than what scripture says is true, I want you to take those scriptures from, from your note, from your phone, or eventually memorize them so that they're on your heart and say, no, that is not who I am. Because the Bible says, God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. That is the truth about you. That is part of your identity. And if your circumstance says differently, it's because you're not walking in the truth of your identity. And so you can ask the Holy Spirit to help you to do that. And so ask him to help you to find these scriptures, talk to a a brother or sister in Christ, talk to a pastor, um, to get some of these verses down. I really encourage you to get them into your heart, into your soul, so that even when you're lying in bed at night and the dread thoughts come to you, which is often the case as we're on our bed at night, you can re- reply right back with the truth. The truth is what resists the enemy. Yes. And it's a, it's a very, very powerful thing. Another thing, Nate, that we need to do to throw off a victim mentality is to acknowledge sin in our life. Mm. And yep. there are certain kinds of sin that tend to come with the victim mentality and i'll just name a few unbelief is strong Mm -hmm. the children of israel refused to believe that god would take them into the promised land they they lacked the faith bitterness is another one that's what absalom took on Mm -hmm. he took on a heart of bitterness ingratitude where uh, paul told timothy that'll show up in the last days in a marked way ingratitude ungrateful people entitled Mm. people are ungrateful people Mm. 
And we talked about last week how we live in an entitlement society. And so we, we are especially uh, needing to be on the lookout for ingratitude in our life and to confess it. I just, we see it. just real quickly, an example of this. I was talking to someone the other day who graduated from college a few years ago. But all they can talk about every time I see them is how much student debt they have. Mm. They complain about it and they talk about it all the time. They have allowed their student debt to sort of define part of their reality. Sounds like it. And I finally said, so let me get this straight. You have the incredible privilege of going to college in America and getting a degree. A privilege that very few people in the entire world have ever had in all of human history. Mm-hmm. You've been given that incredible privilege. But your only response to that privilege is to complain about the fact that you have to pay for it. Mm. And they looked at me like I punched their dog. Mm. Um, and then by the end, they made a sort of apology about it but sort I, of sort of like a little it, it was a it was a wounded pride issue too because i'd never called them out on anything before mm. but i called them out on this one and i'm like mm-hmm. look that's not okay it's just yeah. not okay it's yeah. bad for you to live this way and then that's that's what i talked about afterwards like this is like poison in your heart it is corrupting sure. everything else in your life right now because you're hanging on to this good for just, you just let it go let, let it go. go and your life because they're having uh constant like you know acid reflux and all these other conditions of a person who's living a life of anxiety and i'm like you can get rid of all of that very simply just let go of this junk good i'll take care of the debt good good good. he'll help you take care of that so yeah let's let go let's let go of this entitlement and this complaining another big one is to forgive those that's so hard though it is so hard joseph did extremely well in that category he forgave his brothers. You meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. What a, what a remarkable thing to say and to release his brothers from the guilt. They thought he was going to get even. Dad was gone, and so now he was going to get even with them. So they said to him, they lied. They said, Dad talked to us about this and told you to be kind to us. Well, Dad had not talked to them. So they made that up. But even (laughs) then, Joseph overlooked that, and he forgave them. So so please, dear sister and brother, as you're hearing this, there are people that have been unkind to you, and if you can't forgive them, you will hold on to this entitlement outlook, this self-pity, and you can let that go. When you let that go and you let the unforgiveness go, it'll drain your soul. Mm-hmm. from the root of bitterness and, and allow you to be emotionally healthy. It's so true. This is this is one of the most important things to learn, I think, in the Christian life, is how to forgive. Unforgiveness is another type of prison. And it doesn't imprison the person who harmed you. It only imprisons you. That's right. You're the only one suffering from this, the fact that you won't forgive. And, you know, I, I, I sometimes when I've had to forgive, it's it's... Well, it's always hard, okay? But sometimes I'm like, can I just forgive a little? Like, I agree not to get back at them. Is that good enough? You know, it's like, no. Jesus is very insistent upon forgiveness in Matthew 18, that it be from the heart. 
mm-hmm. truly forgive, truly let it go, let them off the hook. It's not it's not saying that what they did was okay. It may have been the worst thing imaginable. Mm-hmm. For, forgiving them is not saying what they did was okay. That's right. It is saying that I am going to let you off my hook. I'm going to tear up my IOU mm-hmm. of what you owe me for this, and I'm going to put you in God's hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, very recently, a small child was thrown off of a third-story balcony here at the Mall of America. And uh, it's a horrible, horrible situation. And the first thing that I read in the story was one of the parents saying, we forgive the person who did this. Mm-hmm. And I read that and I was like, that mm-hmm. clearly these people are not only Christians, but <laughs> they, they're, they're very mature to be able to respond to that right away. Now, they can say they forgive him now, but when the child's in the hospital or has permanent damage, you, forgiveness is a journey that you have to continue walking down over time. Mm-hmm. But they sure started out great. And as it turns out, they're related to a good friend of mine. My. Um, My. So, I mean, that's a situation. I can't imagine mm-hmm. what they're going. Th- I'm, I mean, it's un- unfathomable mm-hmm. to me as a parent of three kids. And yet, they, they are able to forgive. And I pray they can continue to walk that forgiveness yes, out. So yes. some, we're not saying forgiveness is easy. It is one of the hardest things we can do. And you're not condoning those that person's actions or those people's actions or the society or government, whatever it is that you need to forgive. But you do need to let it go. Jesus is very clear. If you do not, if you do not forgive others, my Father will not forgive you. Mm-hmm. It is in black and white, or actually red, because Jesus said it. <laughs> And that is one of the scariest passages in the Bible to me. And to someone who is suffering and having a hard time forgiving, I think it can be one of the harshest passages in Scripture. But Jesus doesn't tell us to forgive because he's trying to be harsh or he's trying to be cruel. He's trying to set us free. It's hopeful. It is hopeful. He's trying to set us free. He's trying to save us. Mm -hmm. And he knows that the number one thing we need to do is to let let that go. Mm -hmm. Otherwise... The suffering will multiply in our life, mm-hmm. and it'll eventually, eventually, it'll, it'll just ruin just about everything in our life. So, we have to walk forgiveness out. Couple other things: we choose holiness over happiness, hmm. and that can be hard because we say, "Well, I need to be happy." I, I, and so we choose happiness. And that can cause us to push away holiness, a character formation that God is working in our life. And so uh, we just acknowledge life is harder than I thought it was going to be. I say that marriage is harder than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And it just got easier when I said that. <laughs> life got easier when I said it's harder than I thought it was going to be because I thought it was going to be a piece of cake and it turned out to be harder. So I also choose to be holy rather than happy, and happiness sneaks in the back door. Mm -hmm. If I'm willing to take that hard road and choose holiness. And that's that difference too between happiness and joy. You know, happiness is situational. Happiness is contingent on our situation. We can be happy if our situation allows it, or we make choices that we think will lead us happiness. But joy 
comes from choosing to follow that faith journey with God. Nate, I I think we're uh, we're getting close to wrapping this up. I'd like to pray for our listeners. I I'm thankful for this series that we have, and thankful that we could uh, hopefully help people to go from place of victimization to be a a victor. Uh, and Father, I thank you that you are working even now. As we have been talking, you have been working in our listeners, and you are ready to bring deliverance as they take these steps and walk out. Any who have found the, themselves being in a place of victimization and locked in, that you can free them by your truth, set them free into a new place of peace and joy and productivity. We bless them. And we bless those that they will connect with and speak to, that they will bring this message of hope through overcoming their own victimization. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. That is it for this episode of Things Christians Want to Know. If you have any questions or comments, please send them to questions at tcwkcast.com. We publish every Thursday, so tell your friends and please rate us on iTunes. That's really helpful for us. Additional information, including links to Nate's blog, Paul's blog, etc., can be found on tcwkcast.com. God bless.